0: Mm-hmm. All right, it's uh, 10 minutes after 7 o'clock. Father Michael Voithoffer joining us in studio,
1: Associate Pastor at St. Robert Bellaman Parish in Omaha, full of Jesus, just celebrating the Mass. And, Praise God. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we have Mass 630, so I buzz over you here. You that's tail. Buzz over here after Mass. <laughs> 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 well, we appreciate that. Thank oh, that's you. That's great. Oh, glad I love to it. have you on the Thank rare you. Thursday, Father Yeah, Voithoffer. usually it's Monday, right? Yeah. Praise God. Well, yeah, so I thought this this, this morning we could maybe talk a little bit about the power of intercession. Indeed. Um, We always need prayer, right? Who doesn't need prayer? But especially I'd like to invite uh, the listeners to pray for our youth. Um, This weekend we go on our uh, Benedictine uh, College Youth Conference this summer. Um, So pray for these teenagers. They'll be going, you know, this Friday night, uh, Saturday and Sunday. Um, Just ask the Lord in your prayer uh, to bless them. You know, if everyone listening prays for each of them, we have about 400 or so teens going on this uh, a retreat. So it's a powerful weekend of great speakers, great uh, time of prayer and fellowship, good confession time, um, just time to kind of be together as, as, a, as a family from our diocese, uh, all these teens to get together and be strengthened in the faith. And uh, the theme of the, the conference is uh, Fueled by the Word. So we're praying that, that that they experience, you know, God's power, God's word. And so, you know, with that, you might say, okay, again, if if God's very much involved in the details of our day, the details of our life, you know, sometimes, at least for me, uh, I met with some, I was meeting with some priests, uh, friends yesterday. And we were having our kind of like some faith sharing and prayer time. Um, and one of the things we were talking about is, you know, we often cannot really bring to God the, the insignificant things of our day. You know, we kind of think like, well, does, you know, I ask myself why, like, for example, you know, um, talking to God about brushing your teeth <laughs> 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 or just simple things, you know, like, Lord, can you help me, uh, help me with the trash today or help me, uh, clean up the kitchen or, or help me to clean my room up or, um, you know, help me to, uh, just to 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 stay focused today on on this this uh, paper I'm writing or or this uh, work I'm doing at my computer at work right now or or you know little things.
0: So the small tasks yeah. at hand. Yeah, it's it's okay exactly. to ask for intercession, mm-hmm. little small uh, detail. Yeah, to
1: ask the Lord to help you and and to and to know that it's within those little things that most of our lives lived out, right? So I think it's important, like that we that we bring to the Lord. Those, those little things, the, the intimate moments that we have just throughout the day. Because that that's what's going to build that, that living relationship with God. Mm-hmm. You know. And, and if we don't ask God about little things, then you got to kind of ask the question, maybe we think we can do little things without him. You know. And then that slowly leads into, I can do a little more <laughs> without him and then a little more. With, so it kind of slowly can be a temptation to, to, to not involve God, in our in our everyday every detail of our of our lives from the littlest things to the biggest things cuz i think often most of us as we know we will come to god for the big things um like you know uh you know lord um i'm really really sick right now maybe with the cancer or you know or or lord um you know i i i need a job and those aren't bad things obviously we got to pray for whatever the needs are mm-hmm. but I I'd, I'd like to encourage people to involve God in not just the big things of your day but in all the all the things the big and the small. And and I think you know what does this have to do with with our interceding particularly for maybe the youth this weekend. You know, for example, I I like to I like to dedicate um a day to interceding for for whatever that need is that God asks me. Um you know, for example, at our Blaze evenings, we have these worship nights, the ablaze night. Mm-hmm. And um, we have, we have a, a ministry within the ablaze, which is called the hidden lambs. So they're hidden. The lamb who is Jesus, he's the only one that's really effectively able to intercede through us. The, the lamb Jesus is hidden within each of us through baptism. And that hidden lamb, because we can't see him with our human eyes, but we see him by faith, The hidden lamb within us, Jesus Christ, desires to take everything of our humanity and and return it to the Father. And that that awareness, that spiritual awareness, we, we would call that contemplation. Contemplating, which is like a spiritual awareness of how the lamb within me, the hidden lamb of Jesus, wants to offer my humanity and all of humanity back to the Father. And this only can happen through the power of the Holy Spirit. So, for example, you know, I, I'm walking, say, out the studio door here, and I trip and smack my little pinky toe. <laughs> well, I have a few options of how I'm going to handle that situation, <laughs> right? I can like
0: you'll be jumping: That's right. I will be jumping and, and leaping <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah.
1: and yelling, um, what, will I be praising the Lord? <laughs> or will I be saying things I shouldn't say? <laughs> you know? So again, a little thing like that. To invite God into that, invite God into that that pain that I feel. Invite God into that um, frustration or into that, you know, what are you doing? Can't you watch where you're going? <laughs> you know, invite God into all of that, so that can be taken if I give Jesus within me permission. See, and it takes our will. Our will is very important in intercession because it boils down to my will surrendering to God's will, and that means believing. First of all, that God lives within me through the power of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. I'm baptized, meaning, one, I'm a temple of the Spirit. I'm a member of the mystical body of Christ. So, so God is within me. Um, I no longer live, Paul says, right? But it's Christ who lives in me. And, and Paul also says, um, I'm making up what is lacking in the sufferings of Christ, meaning his body, the church. So Paul was saying, okay, for those who aren't letting the Lamb live, They better start because I'm having to make up for your laziness. (laughs) (laughs) So in a nutshell, and this is why, you know, throughout church history, you'll see there are certain people that suffer um, extraordinarily more than others at times. And obviously that basically is God's, see, because it's, God is saying, there's a lot of people that maybe aren't living the the basic baptismal call, the hidden life to intercede and offer up their lives on behalf of someone else. Because see, I have been, in God's providence, he assigns souls to me to intercede for throughout my life. And if I'm faithful to that, giving my yes to God daily, then God will bring graces to those souls that he has assigned to my care. Mm Mm-hmm. And and same for each of us. We have souls that God assigns to our care. But but those souls won't get the divine life and grace they need unless we allow the Lamb within us, Jesus, to live within us and through us. And then Jesus within us and through us will win, if you will, we are participating in the passion where he wins through us graces for these particular souls. And we we can merit grace not because of our own efforts, but because of our baptism. It's Christ who merits grace, and we participate in that. Great act of merit and grace, again, ultimately for the salvation of souls and the glory of the Father. So for the salvation of souls and the glory of the Father, when I smack my pinky toe, I will say, thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. I invite you into this. Let that
0: lamb bleat mm-hmm. when That's you smack right. your toe. That's right. Let
1: the lamb bleat. That's no matter right. what, I'm still wearing sandals. So, <laughs> <laughs> so here's a question
0: for you, Father. You're going to have all these, um, these young, young yeah. people at this, um, you said C-B-Y-C? conference. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, what are some specific ways that you are going to possibly teach them? Uh, we're reading this book right now here at the station as uh-huh. a part of an employee thing. The dynamic Catholic, and, oh, yeah. por- and prayer is so yeah. important in there. And people say they pray, uh-huh. but they don't maybe necessarily yeah. devote a lot of time or energy uh-huh. each day. Yeah. And so, I think teaching
1: people oh, yeah, to no pray, doubt. I agree, or,
0: or teaching them to feel their own way in Mm -hmm. prayer is great. So what are maybe some ideas you're gonna give them in teaching them how to feel their own way Uh or or learn how prayer is so important and that they need to carve out this time and Uh figure out their own prayer life?
1: Sure. Well, what we do is, my experience for me and what I found is most effective with people is you do it with them. You take them into prayer. You you model it by doing it with them. Like if I just tell you about prayer, and I don't pray with you or actually pr- take time to model it for you or actually invite you into a time of my prayer, say, so that you can maybe begin to look at, reflect, and hopefully, again, and this is where the, the experience of God's, of, of God's love, the experience of the Holy Spirit is critical. Because obviously without the Holy Spirit, we're not going to be very good at praying or living the, the hidden Lamb within us, letting Jesus live through us. I'm to save souls. So, the intercessory dimension, meaning the dimension of living for Christ, living the Eucharist, this is my body given up for you, this is my blood poured out for you. Like, how does a teenager do that? How does a teenager say, this is my body given up for you, this is my blood poured out for you? Well, we live our offering to the Father, we live the Eucharist, this is my body, we live that prayer, which is the perfect prayer of Jesus through us, we live that through our bodies. So, a man's going to do that differently than a woman because we can't divide our bodies from the offering that we, we give as male and female. And again, that's that, that whole idea of you know, we are a body and soul unity. So one of the ways we, we begin to help the teens is we have you know some chastity speakers come in and talk about the, the purity and gift of the human body. Because it's not so much, I think, it's, I think it's important for the youth to realize that we do have our prayer times, but we can't isolate prayer to just those times. And then we go off on our day and do our thing and run around and do everything. Then we come back and maybe tomorrow we have our prayer time and then we do our stuff. And so the goal is, is that our whole life becomes God's heartbeat, that it becomes a prayer. So our whole life is a prayer. And so, again, one of the ways to do that is is to realize what am I experiencing in my body? because god gave me a body it's incarnational you know prayer is incarnational meaning i have to pay attention to my body um if i'm going to pray properly And that's why posture is important you know if i'm like slouching down in the chair and and really like sloppy in my posture um or the way i'm the way i'm you know that's why we as catholics when we, we sit we you know when you pray you should sit up straight and and um or we stand. Stand's a way of praying and, and uh, kneeling, obviously. Uh, but but we have a lot of worship um, during these these times with the youth. Um, and we lead them into adoration. The music becomes, if you will, a, a, a tool to kind of help them to surrender to the presence of Christ in the Eucharist in adoration. And it's amazing to see how these teens start to surrender over the Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday, how they begin to surrender to the presence of Christ, primarily in the Eucharist and the confessional. These are the two most powerful things that I've witnessed in my life, um, and and I've seen at a number of conferences how the teens start to give in to Jesus, surrender to Jesus. And so, you know, that surrender grace to that time of prayer which they experience, which we we coach them, kind of think of it like um, when you coach um, say a birth coach, you know when you're giving birth to a child and someone's coaching you through that birth, prayers like that you have to coach these teens through prayer, and we do it, so we just pray, we pray with them we i i I and the the other adult leaders and the speakers and, and the archbishop and the priest there will 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 if you will we we basically take them by the hand and, and, and we pray with them. We, we say, let's, let's enter into prayer. And so doing this with them allows them to experience, for example, they're in prayer and we're, we're worshiping with some music and we're before Jesus in the blessed sacrament. And then we start to, I, I might speak or minister to them such that, you know, say, okay, pay attention. I'll say to them, pay attention to what you're, what, what's going on inside of you right now. Again, pay attention to your body. What are you feeling? What are you experiencing in your mind? What's going on? What are you thinking right now? What are you feeling in your body? What are you feeling in your heart? What are you sensing in your spirit? And I'll say, okay. And we give them prayer journals with scriptures and questions. And we encourage them to, we we have these, you know, the speakers and all the talks are set up such that they have these journals and and we we teach them how to, to dialogue with God, to talk to him. So I'll say, okay, the raw material of prayer I tell the teens, you know, when you're talking to someone, you have to have words or you have to have ideas or thoughts or something to share with that friend you're talking to, right? Mm -hmm. So we'll talk to them about, you know, the journal is a tool to begin to share with Jesus, what am I feeling right now? Oh, I'm feeling afraid or I'm feeling anxious or I'm feeling depressed or I'm feeling left out. Um, okay, you're feeling that. Okay, that's what you're feeling. Okay, that's what you're thinking, whatever it be. Then, okay, that's now what you're going to write in your journal. That's what you're going to begin to t- tell God. Because see, again, it goes back to that first part we were talking about is, uh, God doesn't really care. He has m- other bigger things to worry about. So I'm not going to really tell God that I'm feeling left out right now. I just dismiss that feeling. But then I got a question. See, we got to lead him to God. God's interested in, that feeling of being left out in
0: everything he's in everything he said, every in everything.
1: every detail he he wants to to talk to you about that the total immersion yeah yeah he wants to he wants us to know that he he wants us to be uh, uh, aware that he's passionately involved in the very minutest feelings, thoughts and details of our day and if we could surrender to that truth and that's kind of what the weekend ultimately is it's a surrender to realize that god is in God is interested in me. God's one of being. God's involved in my daily life. That God is wanting me to be a, aware that He He's He's so a part of my of my life and my day. And so again, as we as we coach him and as we lead him and as we minister to them through this time, they start to slowly surrender. And one of the ways I've noticed, I've done it, and they I see them doing it is they watch each other mm-hmm. when they see. When one of the teens raised their hands in worship during a song, another teen looks at them or they start to think, well, maybe I'll raise my hands. And so they do it. And it's a different, it's again, raising your hands like the Orans position. If you look at a picture in a catechism, you'll see that picture of the Orons where the early church often prayed with their arms outstretched and open. It's a great way of surrender. It's a great bodily way of saying, I surrender to you. Here I am. Yeah, here I am, Lord. And so these forms of, you know, whether it be clapping or raising our hands or just placing our hands open on our laps, um, or or just simply um maybe kneeling, um, whatever you're sensing. But but we have to help the kids to awaken their spiritual senses. Mm-hmm.
0: So that in the sense of being a coach, parents, when our children are young, they're with us all the mm-hmm. time. So we we demonstrate prayer to them. Yeah. At, you, you, Typically at night, yeah. that's, that's usually the time uh, that you spend time with your children in yeah. prayer at bedtime, uh-huh. um, prayerful time stories, Bible mm-hmm. stories uh, are great. R- family rosary is a wonderful yeah. thing to do. And But then as your child becomes a teen, you hope that, that, mm-hmm. that what you did, what you showed them and coached to them, because... Yeah. Oftentimes, as they get busy, you're not together yeah. at night anymore. Yeah. But there are a lot of wonderful journal things that you said. There are a lot yeah. of great books out there, yeah. prayer journal books That's that right. you could you could get for yeah. them.
1: Yeah, you know, just give, even giving them a notebook and and say and, and teaching them a little bit about you know again what's going on inside of you and and how do you talk to God about that? Share it with God. Write it out. Mm-hmm. And like I tell people, some of my best prayer times were when I was brutally honest with God in my prayer journal. Right. I think the word you used the word brutally honest because there's a part of us that's afraid to be honest and I think a lot of the teens as long that's one of the struggles we have in our cultures with all the busyness we tend to run from our interior because I think we're terrified of the desires within us because our desires in us are so demanding of such a love and we see nowhere around us that such a love exists at least in the people we see often in, in flushing love, we see okay that's the person we're looking for love everywhere. And it, it's it's a scary thought to think that what I desire might never be a possibility. Could you imagine? I mean, going inside, finding a desire, and then you have a warped image of God who never can make or meet that desire. That's scary because it's like then I have to be that that would be despair. So if I have a desire for someone to love me perfectly and don't really believe or know that person exists or haven't really thought about, or maybe my image of God is so twisted that I could never imagine God fulfilling that desire. So God can't do it, and at least if that's the twisted understanding of my idea of God. And then my family can't do it or my friends can't do it. So I feel let down and, 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 I, and I, I try to help them to see that, okay, that's the place where you can encounter in faith, who God really is. Because I remember one, for example, in my own life, I was journaling once, and I just began to get in touch with a lot of anger that I had toward God. And I didn't even know why. But I had anger. I was frustrated. I couldn't connect. I felt disconnected. I felt all of these things in me. And some people were like, well, how can you get angry at God? Well, I always tell people, if you're honest, you'll see that you're rebellious. We all have a rebellion in us that needs to be Surrendered and brought to the Lord, so I journaled this out. Like God, I'm angry with you. I am frustrated with you. I I I don't want to even spend time with you right now. But if you look at the readings in the last few days, in the the first reading, it talks about Abraham, and you know, you look at Jacob. He wrestled, Mm -hmm. wrestling with God. Like this image of wrestling, like I'm going to beat you, God, or I'm in control, and God's the best wrestler ever, so just is, no, you're going to lose. Yeah, he entered
0: his hip, didn't he? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. and so, yeah, his hip, and, yeah. And, and then there's this idea, you know, of, of of Abraham telling God, like, you gave me these people, and, and you're expecting me, like, I'm going to tell you, remember your promises, God, like, you see, you're giving me these crazy, wild people, and I'm trying my best, but you need to get in here, get more involved, so it's like this intimate, frustrated, yet personal dialogue between Abraham and, and and god and the people of god or moses and you see it in all the prophets you see it all the time there's this radical involvement so so again this is why i try to encourage this bold brutal honest dialogue with god okay here where i am god here's what's going on in my life lord jesus please i need you to start stepping in here and doing something about this and this and um and i want to thank you god for this this and this you know not just Oh, wine and wine and wine. Wining's not bad when you're whining to God because he likes to, if you will, be a part of our of our lives. But, you know, just just to kind of kind of close up is one of the things I'd like you to think about is I can pray today, and I'm still obviously learning to pray every day, because people are interceding for me. There's people in my life that took my burdens and allowed Jesus to carry my burdens so that I could connect with God. Because there's a lot of people today that are so crushed by their wounds and their burdens that they can't open to God without someone taking those burdens and carrying them for them. And, and you know, Paul says, I bear in my body the wounds of Christ. We all, as you pray for the teens this weekend, don't be surprised at times if you might it just sense a, a, a heaviness. Ask the Lord to give you a burden to pray for these youth because, see, if you... When we have love, we always are going to have burdens on our heart. You know, like, let's see, okay, you, see, you read in a newspaper and you see someone was kidnapped. And you're like, your heart's moved. And then you turn to the sports page and keep going. That's not what you're supposed to do. If your heart's moved and you see an issue, you put the paper down and you say, God, whatever that person is, I ask you to intercede and I'll send your See, So you're turning the burden into a prayer rather than just saying, oh, that's too bad. I wish I could do something. And then you move to the sports page and you look at that and then you move to the next. See, when you sense a burden in you or you sense a a struggle in your emotions or in your thought life, okay, those are burdens. Those are crosses. Turn them into prayers. And the best way to do it is, let's say I'm feeling anxious for whatever reason or I'm stressed really kind of feeling edgy today. I say, Lord, right now I, I say yes to the cross of that edginess or that anxiety. I say yes to that cross. And God, I'm, I'm not saying yes to that in itself, but I'm saying yes to let you bless, bless everyone right now that's feeling anxiety that's close to you. Bless everyone right now that's feeling stressed out or edgy that is totally shut off from you. Lord, I'm opening up in the midst of my edginess for them that they might receive graces to open up to you in the midst of their edginess. You see how you turn that burden into a means of intercession where God can flow from heaven to earth through you, who by baptism is Jesus. Through your heart, opened wide to the world, pierced and opened. Jesus' heart was open with the lance. And what came forth? Life, blood, and water. So we basically live the divine mercy chaplet. We say, Lord, in the midst of my edginess or my frustration, I opened to you flow through my pierced heart right now out to all those who feel the same or are burdened by the same, yet are closed off to you. So when you're praying for these teens, I'd like you to pay attention to your burdens and say, Lord, whatever, you know, whatever you're, that's why I said, take, take note of what's going on in your body, mind, and soul when you're praying because that's often how God's guiding you and leading you into a, a, a prayer that's engaged with your humanity. Don't divorce your humanity from your prayer. Your humanity is an integral part of intercession, of praying. Um, And again, I'm a priest because people interceded for me. I went to confession when I was in college, made a good confession because somebody was praying for me. And these youth are going to have open hearts and go to confession and experience God because we, the church are willing to say, Lord, free them up from whatever it is, and I'll carry it for them so that they could be free to open up and receive that grace that you want for them. And then when they're set free, they will do the same for other teens that are in, in, in bondage. And then when those teens are in bondage or set free, they'll do more for others. See, it, it snowballs. And then slowly the grace of God begins to flow more vigorously through the church. And this is what renew and evangelization is. So true prayer, I would like to close with true prayers involving our humanity. Never divorce your humanity, your, your body, mind, and soul from, from uh, your prayer life. And, and a simple way to begin prayer is sit down, be quiet, and just start paying attention. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay attention to my body right now. What's going on in it? Um, or then you take a moment, I'm going to pay attention to my mind. What am I thinking? What are my distractions? Then I'm going to pay attention to my emotions. What am, what am I feeling? Or spiritual burdens? What am I experiencing spiritually? And you take that raw material and you start telling God about it. Just, ta- just when I say to God, hey, this is what's going on in me, and I start sharing that, guess what? That, that is already prayer. As soon as I start talking to him. The
0: dialogue. I, I'm praying. Yeah.
1: That's the dialogue. I'm praying. Yeah. And, and it doesn't mean that I'm going to hear always you know, loud and clear God speaking back to me. That takes time. And we got to be patient. We'll hear him. Some days in my journal, I get pages and pages. Other days, I get just a sentence. Other days, a word. Other days, nothing. That's normal. That's a normal prayer life. But I don't stop praying because I'm not hearing anything. I keep going. And then you always have those breakthrough days where you're like, wow, God starts speaking so loudly and clearly. And again, how, another question might, you might ask in your journal, How's God speak to me each day? And then you might say, well, how he spoken to me through the people I met today? You know, um, through what I've read today, through what I watched television today or whatever it be, what I heard. Again, go back to the senses. Spiritual senses are very important. So, praise God. Praise God. Praise
0: the Lord. Thank yeah. you, Father. You're could,
1: welcome. Good, uh, we ask your blessing. Mm-hmm. Lord God, we just ask that you bless the listeners, bless all those peoples throughout the world with your divine life. Increase our prayer lives, deepen our prayer lives. St. Benedict, help us to pray and work as you encourage us in your rule. And may Almighty God bless you all, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.